Hello and welcome to Stock Stories, episode 71. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the show. This is Stock Stories, the podcast where we help you, the individual investor, make better investing decisions. And we do that by looking at real case studies of companies, some of the largest companies in the world, most of the time. Sometimes we look at smaller companies, but mostly the bigger ones. And also by looking at mental models. Now, what are mental models? Mental models are thought experiments that we can use to make our investing lives easier. And not just our investing lives, but our lives in general. Mental models are thought experiments that we can think about a hypothetical scenario or use a principle of abstract thinking and then apply that in our lives practically. And today on the show we are going to cover one such mental model. Uh, We've been looking at a bunch of different companies the past couple of weeks, and as I like to do, uh, figured we'd go into a mental model this week. So without further ado, let's talk about the Dunning-Kruger effect. All right, the Dunning-Kruger effect. It's a great mental model that in some ways relates to a mental model we've talked about in another episode of the podcast, The Circle of Competence. Now, the Dunning-Kruger effect, as you might guess, is named after two different people named Dunning and Kruger. So these were social psychologists. Their names were David Dunning and Justin Kruger. And what they are have become known for is that they discovered through their studies that people who are incompetent feel that they are far more competent than objective evidence would indicate. People who are incompetent feel that they are far more competent than objective evidence would indicate. In other words, ignorance feels just like expertise. (laughs) Have you ever met somebody or been in a conversation with someone where you knew that that person clearly did not know what they were talking about, but they just kept talking and talking. And it's very clear that they had so much self-confidence in their message or their opinion, but it was so obvious to you and maybe others around you that this person has no idea what they're saying. They're not logical. They have no experience, whatever the case may be. Well, that is the Dunning-Kruger effect. It's effectively overconfidence in your own abilities. And this is so critical. This is so dangerous to us as investors because if we start to think that we really know something that we don't, we can be wiped out by one critical assumption that we make. It's kind of like if you remember in math class back in school, think about 
solving a geometry proof. If you're going about solving your proof, you might have a bunch of the assumptions correct as you're going through the steps to prove your theorem. But if you have a single assumption that you've made that isn't correct, well, then you're going to falter, right? It's, it's this critical weak link. And the same thing happens with all of our thought processes, with all of our intelligence. If we don't know what we're talking about, unfortunately, we're more likely to believe that we do know what we're talking about. Now, Dunning and Kruger's original study found that on tests of grammar, humor, and logic, people who scored in the 12th percentile, so the bottom 12%, they thought that they were in the 62nd percentile. So they thought they were above average. So people who are way below average in various tests think that they are way above average. There is some other anecdotal statistic that I've heard before which says that most drivers, something like over 70% of drivers, think that they are above average drivers as far as driving skill. Now, obviously, this can't be the case, right? Because by definition, average drivers (laughs) only make up a certain percentage of the population. They're average. And most things are distributed in a bell curve distribution, which if if you've ever taken statistics or probability, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, just imagine that a huge clump of a population makes up the majority of the population in the middle. And you have some outliers at the at one end and you have outliers at the other. But most people in a given population sit within this uh, this bell, this this around the middle. And so yeah, this original study showed that people grossly overestimate their abilities when their abilities are not that great. And in another study by Dunning and Erlinger, they found that women and men performed equally on a science quiz, but women ended up underestimating their performance, quote, because they believed they had less scientific reasoning than men, end quote. Now think about this, like, wow, how powerful is this in society where, I don't know if this study still holds true, but at least in this sample set and the time that uh, this study was performed, this research was performed, women think that they're not as good at scientific reasoning than men, but yet they performed just as well as men did. And it just shows that there are so many factors that influence our psychology and our thinking that might think that, we're performing better or worse than another group that we're comparing ourselves to, when in reality, the actual performance numbers may indicate something completely different. So it's very, very important to look at things subjectively, as objectively as possible, and to not introduce all these different cognitive biases into our decision-making, because they can really cloud our judgment and they can really mess up our portfolio. Now think about an example of an investor. And let's just say this investor, they don't really know a lot about investing or stocks, but they they think they know a lot, right? So let's let's just pick on biotechnology. Let's say that a, an investor watches TV, they're looking at the local business TV station and they hear about this amazing new company that's coming out with this, with this drug that's going to change the world. It's going to cure cancer. It's going to solve all these problems in this amazing little pill. 
and they're the only company that makes it, and they're going to be able to charge with huge profit margins, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, let's say this person gets so hyped up because they are influenced by what they're seeing on the news that they go into their brokerage account and dump a significant portion of their net worth into this stock, into this company. And the time between when they first heard about the company and when they invested that money is very short. Let's say it's within a day. They didn't even really think much about it. They didn't take the time to analyze the risks, the opportunities, the characteristics of the company or the valuation. They just went for it because they thought they knew something. And this can be absolutely catastrophic for your investment absolutely catastrophic for your family's finances don't ever make massive portfolio decisions on a whim because there's so many factors out there i'm just i'm just telling you so the dunning kruger effect is at play here if you don't stay within your circle of competence you're actually more likely to make a mistake if your level of ability is lower than average because if there's that natural human hubris in there that can really can really hurt your returns and this is something that dunning and kruger suggest is a dual burden this quote-unquote dual burden so number one your incompetence means that you're less capable right and number two your incompetence also means that you're blind to your own lack of abilities so you're getting hit twice here not only can you not do something that well but you don't know it And this is something that myself, that I have struggled with, that I think everyone has struggled with to a certain degree. We've all had a point where our own hubris gets in the way and we we overstep our boundaries and our limits and thinking that we're doing better than we are or we know better than we are. Now, I want to talk about this little metaphor for you for a second. Imagine in your head right now, imagine a circle And this circle represents all of the things that you actually know, all of your knowledge that you've gained throughout your life, everything you've ever been taught, every thought that you've ever had, every idea you've ever conceived is inside this circle. Now imagine another circle that's concentric to the circle, but a little bit bigger. Now in this circle, which contains the circle that is what you know, this circle is what you know that you don't know. So that's your boundary of your circle of competence, right? There are certain things that you know, and then beyond that, there are certain things that you know you just don't know about. For example, a lot of people just don't know about how a bird flies in the air, or they don't know about how electricity works at a fundamental level. But most people understand, I believe, most people know that they don't know these things, but they know that this knowledge exists, they just don't have that knowledge, right? So that's one circle, and the circle inside that is what you know. Now imagine even bigger than these two circles is a third circle surrounding both of them that represents what you don't know that you don't know. This is all of human knowledge. This represents all of the knowledge collectively of human civilizations. There are so many things out there that you and I we don't even we're not even aware of we're we're not even it's not even in our comprehension but yet someone somewhere in the world has that knowledge but you and i may not possess it this is a much bigger circle and this is the realm of knowledge that exists 
And then beyond this circle, just imagine the limitless void outside of this bigger circle. And this represents all knowledge in existence and that has yet to come into existence, that has yet to manifest. So this is these are things that humanity as a whole has not even discovered yet, but is knowledge just waiting to be discovered. We're not out of ideas as a human race. There's still a lot more to know. So imagine these circles that are concentric and they're ever shrinking until you get all the way down into the middle one, which is what you actually know right now. That circle for me and that circle for you is really, really small in comparison to those other circles. And that's just an example to show you that there's just so much out there and we need to be cognizant and respectful of the boundaries of our knowledge because even if we are really smart, even if we are really intelligent, there is so much out there that can trip us up as investors. So just be careful. This is basically the example of metacognition, which is the ability to step back and look at one's behavior and abilities outside of oneself. This is such a huge skill. If you and I go about our lives investing and we never learn from our mistakes, how are we ever going to get better? It's so simple, but it's true. If you do anything and you practice, 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 but you never take the time to stop and analyze what you're doing, then you're in many ways just wasting your time because you're not actually taking that time to improve. Now, one thought I want to leave you with here are the four different stages of learning, which when I learned this, it was really instrumental for me to kind of frame how knowledge builds over time and how kind of the mindset of a person changes over time in a given subject area. So these are the four stages of learning. Number one, you have unconscious incompetence. This is just pure ignorance, right? Like you don't know what you don't know. Number two, conscious incompetence. So at this point, this is where you step back and say, oh, wow, there's a lot out there and I do not know it. And you're aware of that. So knowing that you don't know is the next phase. Phase three is conscious competence. This is when you study. This is when you've learned. This is when you've worked hard and you are actively doing something or learning something that you're aware of. So you know what you know, what you know. This is a a higher level of expertise. And then the fourth phase is unconscious competence. This is that second nature knowledge. This is when you've mastered something. This is when you're so good at what you do that you don't even think about it. Let's say you get really, really good at analyzing companies for investment. So maybe you open up an annual report or a 10K or other SEC filing. You scan through the numbers. You know what to look for. You're not even thinking about, oh, where do I find this or that? No, no, no. You've mastered the basics. You've mastered the fundamentals so much so that you don't need to consciously spend your mental energy on it. You just do it. And that is what true mastery is. And I think as investors, that's what you and I, that's what we're trying to get to, right? We're trying to move along these phases. And I think just by listening to this podcast, you've already moved beyond unconscious incompetence because by listening to this, you're actively seeking knowledge and you're saying, hey, at least there are things out there that I don't know that I'm trying to learn. And guess what? I'm right there with you. 
I'm at that conscious incompetence phase (laughs) where there are things out there that I'm just learning day by day, week by week, that's going to make me a better investor. And I'm sharing all of those things with you so that we can learn together. So let's move up those four phases of learning. Let's fight the Dunning-Kruger effect. Let's stay within our circle of competence. When we invest, it's important to be very careful. And I've been very careful in investing in certain industries in my own family's portfolio because right now I'm at the phase where I just don't know a lot a lot about different industries. For example, I don't own any biotech stocks. I, I just don't really know enough about that industry yet to be able to confidently say, I understand how the business models work. I understand how the risks are in the industry, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not at that level yet, but one day I will be. But for the time being, I'm just staying away. I'm not allocating any capital to firms in that industry. And also just very few companies in cyclical industries, because I understand that that's kind of a different game within the investing universe. And you really have to know the industries well that are cyclical in order to profit and do very well. So I've been trying to stay within my own circle of competence. You have your own personal circle of competence. So definitely spend some time thinking about what that is for you and then acting on those conclusions. So if that's a Dunning-Kruger effect, effectively, it's the opposite of the circle of competence. People who are incompetent are more likely to believe that they are competent. So be careful. Don't let your hubris rule your investing portfolio. Use your rational mind and set up systems within your life and in your thought processes to look at things from a systematic, logical, and as unbiased way as possible. All right, we'll see you next week. presented here on Stock Stories is for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only. You and you alone are responsible for your investment and financial decisions. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, or financial advisor that can analyze your specific situation in the context of your goals and circumstances.